It's 9 o'clock and you're with India Decides. Tonight, Mulayam Singh Yadav says the UPA is a cheat which steals the money of states. Is the battle over central funds a legitimate demand or is it becoming the latest form of political blackmail? But first, our other big story. Sanjay Dutt today told the media that he is ready to surrender before the courts. This comes after an initial wave of support for Dutt triggered a backlash of questions on why no one was speaking up for others who faced similar charges. As Dutt, in an emotional statement during which he broke down more than once, said he was not going to appeal against the Supreme Court verdict that sentenced him to five years in jail and that he would respect the rule of law. An emotional Sanjay Dutt there. Well, now our main focus tonight. Mulayam Singh Yadav today escalated his war of words with the Congress, calling the centre a government of cheats and thugs. His accusation that the government is diverting central funds to Bihar and not Uttar Pradesh as an attempt to woo Nitish Kumar. The Congress was once again lost for words in a response to Mulayam Singh, an indication of their dilemma. If they placate a potential ally like Nitish Kumar, they risk angering an already unpredictable existing ally like Mulayam. But beyond the politics, there are also questions on whether either of these states, India's biggest, are justified in asking for more funds. 
Just days after he rekindled the idea of the third front, Mulayam has hit out at the Congress calling them cheats. In fact, last month, Yadav Jr. openly blamed the center for delays in release of money. तो जो पर्याप्त धन मिलना चाहिए था वो पर्याप्त धन नहीं मिला मान लीजिए मनरेगा में लक्ष्य जो था वो 4500 करोड़ रुपए का था जो प्राप्त हुआ है वो है 1170 करोड़ रुपए जो मिलना बाकी है वो अभी भी है 3330 करोड़ रुपए Mulayam's latest salvo is directed at the center's attempts to reach out to another potential ally Nitish Kumar by conceding to Nitish's demands for additional funds. Nitish Kumar has demanded special status which entitles him to tax breaks and a diminished contribution to the central kitty. But since that is a long drawn out process, the center has found another way by releasing more funds to Bihar under the Backward Reasons Grant Front. During the last four years, Bihar has received 5,000 crore under the PRGF. Now they're asking for 20,000 crore for the next four years. जैसे बिहार का था हम लोगों ने कोशिश की कि ग्यारहवीं पंचवर्षीय योजना में प्रतिवर्ष दे रहे थे और बारहवीं पंचवर्षीय योजना में भी कोशिश हो रही है। देखिए इस बात को पॉलिटिसाइज़ मत कीजिए। सरकार का एक तरीका होता है, एक सिद्धांत होता है। जो भी फैसला होगा सिद्धांतों के आधार पर हो। even as the center tries to placate a potential ally by offering SOPs and special packages, it faces similar demands from its current allies, more volatile allies who are blaming a tight-fisted New Delhi. In doing so, perhaps the Samajwadi party is trying to cover up its own poor track record on governance in UP so far. UP already gets 47,000 crore from the planning commission, in addition to 10,000 crore from special packages. Funds coming in, how they are utilized, they are utilized on paper all right. But you don't see it on ground because not, not much is happening on the ground. So that's what is, has been happening here over the years, many years. With Sandeep Hukan in New Delhi and Manish Kumar in Patna, in Lucknow, Anand Zanane for NDTV. Joining me tonight as the UPA confronts the dilemma of central funds becoming political football i'm joined by pavan verma advisor culture and information to the nitish kumar government with the rank of cabinet minister also here in our studios kamal faruqi general secretary of the samajwadi party national secretary, national secretary of the samajwadi party thanks very much indeed mihir shah member of the planning commission also sanjay jha member of the congress party and sankarshan thakur roving editor of the telegraph kamal sir on the question of funds that Mulayam Singh Yadav raised today, the language used, it's been gradually building up. But today we've seen some of the strongest language used. Surprising? What, is, what has provoked such a strong no, reaction? We have, we have been demanding 90,000 crores rupees earlier also. Yes. So out of this only less than half amount has been uh, released. 
So it is uh, the but UP, to call the but to UP call UP the central government I, a government would, of thugs. I I would, thuggy hai, they, uh, I, I, I would not like to comment. Who ke baaz hai? No, I, uh, let us let us try to uh, keep ourselves restrained to this particular topic whether UP needs the funds or not. We have been demanding. No, the no, funds. of we course. Not been we are on that topic. We are yeah, on the yeah. topic, so but we are also on the very very strong language used by increasingly the uh, Mulayam Singh Yadav, the leader of your party. We've already seen Akhilesh make a number of warnings saying that now the countdown has come to pull out support. What exactly? Is there more to this? Is this no, just about funds or is this it is just about, about political it brinksmanship? Is, it is just about the funds because we need the funds. UP is one of the, uh, is the largest state of the country. It has got many commitments. The, we are suffering a lot. We, we, have, we, have, we have made uh, a presentation, a very detailed representation right. from our entire secretariat. Uh, Kleshji was there. And we have been demanding this right from the beginning. Now well, we'll come to the we'll come to the question of funds, whether you need it, how much do you need, and how you've utilized it in just a second. But Sanjay Jha, if I can ask you, I've never seen this. This is unprecedented that you've seen now someone, a senior ally of the UPA, use such strong language against the Congress. You just heard Mulayam Singh Yadav there. And this is not the first uh, statement, by the way. It's the culmination of a series of strong statements. He's called the Congress arrogant. He said the Congress doesn't listen to its allies, it insults its allies, they're cheats. Now he's calling them, or you rather. And the Congress is absolutely silent. Well, Basu, I think uh, everybody has a right to their own form of expression. Uh, some of it is very unpalatable, it's best ignored. And uh, I would like to take a silver lining out of this entire debate that you have, you know, and to borrow from your own very popular program to look at the truth beyond the hype. I think the best thing is when I find all the political parties today from different states demanding a bigger share from the central allocation funds, it means that economics is at last beginning to play a bigger role than the regular politics on the ground. But before we come happens, to the economics, before we come to the economics are you, uh, is, is your only response going to be to Mulayam Singh Yadav calling uh, the government a government of cheats, that it is unfortunate? That's it? This is but, all that actually well, political, political compulsions will allow you to say. You can't say no, anything. No, not really, Basu. I think, I, you, know, you know, in government, you don't react to every instigation, every provocation. We all recognize that in coalition government, every political party, uh, one year before an election, yes. is up to their own real politic, a little bit of soundbite, some degree of playing favorites to their constituency, showing a hardline stance, perhaps to just to kind of keep their own flock together. Okay, but you, that's you, something you that are... Mr. Faruqi can best answer. You are uh, uh, bound by your own compulsions uh, of Mulayam Singh Yadav at the moment, but Faruqi Sahib, you are saying that the anger is against the fact that so many funds have not been released. If you look at the last plan outlay, 47,000 crores for UP, of which 45,000 crores was given, spent, 3 or 2,000 crores was returned. You, you received almost 95% of the funds, you spent it all. What is the problem? We, we, we demanded 90,000 crores rupees in the beginning itself. When we came and we made a complete presentation to the government, at that particular time, uh, point of time, it was and it was committed that the uh, rest of the amount will be released. But as far as you, uh, you are saying that the amount returned, it is, uh, in fact, I do not know the details of the whole thing. But uh, rather, we have been utilizing the entire amount to the purpose for which it was utilized. Is that correct? 90,000 crores was demanded? Because the outlay on the Planning Commission website only says 47,000. See, the Planning Commission is not really bound by what demands are being made. We have to make an assessment mm. about resource situations and about absorption capacities. Right. And really that is where we must concentrate our debate today because <coughs> I think backward... So is, 90, is the demand like 90,000 crores for a state like UP even realistic? 
Well, what I'm saying is that, you know, the major problem that we found when we were doing the assessment for the 12th five-year plan in taking forward our initiatives for balancing regional equality, we found that a major factor, a major binding constraint yes. is the absorption capacity of states uh, to actually effectively spend the resources that they get. Right. And in fact, in the 12th plan, we are not saying that we want to give less money. In fact, the money would be dramatically more. But what we are saying is that we need to build the capacities at really the level at which governance has to be improved. So basically you are saying that if you don't have the governance, Faruqi sahab, if you don't have the governance, do not ask for that kind of money. So who UP's who track record of who governance... Who is going to de decide about it, whether we are having a good governance or not? The planning commission, he, he, the government. Let, let him say it, that we do not have the governance. No, he, that he is not saying that. No, no, he, that's he, why he is not giving you... No, 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 no. He, he what is saying no, no, that the absorption capacity Sinan, of please, UP... Please don't put the words into his mouth. What actually he has said, he said the capacity and the allocation would be according to the capacity. Yes. Is, yeah, that's... Capacity meaning ca the capacity, capacity to spend that to money. The, capacity to capacity, govern. No, he is not saying to govern. Capacity to utilize. That's what actually... As far as the governance is concerned, there are nobody to say whether we are governing properly or not. I would actually assume that that's exactly what you're saying. Well, you know, I'll tell you how we go about assessing, for example, something like governance. The question is, how much are you devolving? And, you know, the Backward Regions Grant Fund is essentially about strengthening the Panchayati Raj institutions. Because there is a clear understanding now. And it's understanding... So Yes. So, so, the Backwards Regions Grant Fund, we'll come to that in a second as well. But let's look at a state like UP, yes. which continues to be unlike Bihar, and we'll come to Bihar and uh, to uh, Pavan in just a second, continues to be a laggard state, continues to trail on all parameters, whether it comes to health, whether it comes to literacy, whether it comes to Narega implementation, all of that. So, therefore, isn't the argument that then these states do not have the legitimate right to make such large demands? No, I, I wouldn't put it like that. I wouldn't state it like that at all. What I would say is that we have analyzed what are the constraints to absorption capacities. And what we are planning to do in the 12th plan is to strengthen those capacities to absorb these funds. Because we need to take a positive agenda forward. Right. This is not a blame game. This is about addressing specific constraints in specific contexts. All right. Let's look at uh, uh, another uh, demand which again uh, some would question is that legitimate or not. And of course that is the demand for Bihar to get special status and in fact Mulayam Singh Yadav is saying uh, Pavan Varma that the center is diverting funds meant for other states like UP to Bihar. This is Nitish Kumar ko ja hai, indicating that you might not be the most deserving candidate. Pavan. No, I think Srinivasan, the point must be made very clearly. The point must be made very clearly that the demand for special category must be divorced from politics as cynical commentators may see it. It's a demand based on principle. It's a demand being pursued for the last seven years. It's a demand that has been cogently argued and presented. No, but and the, the timing of the demand. The, the timing, the timing of the demand. The manner in but which. Let me make this point. To no, 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 but the timing of the demand. Uh, bringing it no, up no, just before we go into Lok Sabha elections. Let me just finish. Come on, just one second. I'll tell you why it's political. Let me finish. Srinivasan, you asked me a question. Okay. Now let me let me finish. All right. All right. The timing, the timing is not today. The timing of this demand was seven years ago. 
for the last five years, Bihar has had the highest growth rate of any state in India. It seeks for good performance to be rewarded. Bihar wants but, to become a contributor to the growth story of the nation. But that's but a contradictory verifiable reason. No, no, Bihar but that's a contradictory demand. Just a second. A cycle of poverty. No, no, but uh, Pawan, just a second. That's a contradictory demand. You can't say that Bihar is now a success story, which many would argue that it is, and yet ask for special status which is a status given to those regions of the country which are disadvantaged for a number of reasons. Question? Let me just finish this because I don't think our viewers fully understand this. These are states which are essentially hilly states that share international borders, which, are, which have been turbulent for various reasons, which have had histories of insurgency and so on, sparsely populated. That's why it's only the hill states, Jammu and Kashmir, Uttarakhand, Himachal. These are the states which have special status. Bihar is a highly unlikely contender. Can I explain? Can I explain? Yes. No, no, in fact, Bihar meets all the criteria, but you must give me 30-40 seconds to explain this. First of all, the criteria were drawn up in Delhi decades ago. And the criteria say that it, you have to have a hilly terrain. Bihar has a hilly terrain in the north and because of Nepal, it's endemically prone to floods. 28 of the 34 most flood-prone states districts are in Bihar. Secondly, your international boundary. Bihar has a 729-kilometer international boundary. Assam is 530. Himachal Pradesh is 201. The third criteria, unstable financial resources. There can be no doubt that Bihar, in spite of its good performance, is at a point where it has very precarious financial resources. Infrastructural at the, at weakness, the same time, Bihar, in spite of its good performance and high growth rates, I'm just going over the criteria for you. I, I can actually, I, I, I can actually question you that criteria. Area, I, I will in just roads, a second. But can I just bring in? Can I just bring in Shankarshan here, uh, Shankarshan? I want to get into the criteria and that uh, debate is going to get a bit technical in just a second, but respond to the contention that these are not political demands. I mean, look at the timing of Nitish Kumar's demand, building it up with this rally culminating in Delhi, uh, very much in the shadow of 2014. Mulayam Singh Yadav similarly aware that he has now much greater leverage with the UPA, pointing out that funds can't just be uh, diverted towards potential allies. I mean, this is at the core of it. It is also about politics, isn't it? Of course, it is po about politics, uh, Srinivasan. I mean, Nitish Kumar, uh, Mulayam Singh Yadav, Manmohan Singh, all these are politicians in a democracy. In a democracy, when you, uh, this is how you make demands and, and when the occasion arises is when you, you know, um, push these demands. But to be fair to uh, the Bihar government, uh, this, this demand uh, um, has been on the table for a, for a very many number of years. And I, you know, I have to add, I, I, I was hearing you, the ignorance of your viewers cannot become an, a, a ruse for Bihar to be denied its legitimate demands. Do you know that despite its high growth rate over, 10% uh, plus growth rate over the last 5 or 7 years, Bihar will still take 25 years at this very high growth rate to come up to the national average. That is how... You know, that is how depressed Bihar is and has been. But, and, you know, yeah. and this is because of, 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 of long-standing policies of exploitation, of, of freight equalization, of, of, 
of of non parity in you know sure, sure, a whole lot of whole lot of economic no, no, it, it, it's no one's so, case so there is a case uh, srinivasan no no sarkashan uh, just hold on it's no one's but, case but certainly not it, mind it, 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 that it, it, bihar is still got a long way to go but of the course. question is that is special status the answer and can i bring it me usha here that there's a distinction between saying that there are certain states for historical reasons that have been disadvantaged and they need additional funds they need additional support but special status is an entirely different category isn't it yes so if i can tell you a little bit about how we are trying to address this question of uh, having accurate criteria for ascertaining backwardness across regions of the country and it is not only about bihar and up because this is a union we need to address the okay, question but focusing on manner. on the, uh, yes, the context will, of bihar yeah. i will i will do that but the point is we need to be accurate we need to be dynamic and we need to be effective in yes. addressing the question of backwardness and i think i want to touch on each of these first we need data which is reliable which is something which no one can question so you know because this is natural there is a legitimate uh, question arising about regional equality right. and what we are trying to do is to focus on the latest 2011 census data and i must tell the viewers that this has just become available a few days ago so i am engaged in this exercise of relooking at the entire question of backwardness in this country because that subject comes under me in the planning right. commission it's our role to do this second that there is a great dynamism in the movement of backwardness in the country you know there was time when whole states were backward then there were there was a period when districts as a whole were backward today we face a situation in the 21st century where there are pockets within districts which are really the most backward parts of our country okay so it's and becoming even more micro we are but trying to we are trying to actually make it much more effective right. by focusing on what we call the sub district as defined in the census 2011 no but uh, mr shah in the context of yes. bihar's demand for special status would sure. you concede at least that bihar's firstly that bihar has managed to reverse itself it still has a long way to go but is granting special status the answer or is the answer at the end of the day governance using effectively the funds which you are dispersing to bihar and which you are also planning to increase see that's what i said earlier that the special category status is a decision the national development council has to take it's way beyond as they say my pay scale right but what my role which is the which is the committee or the no it's a national development council of the various states and the center ndc is the apex body yeah, yeah. Apex so that's body. not in india and you know it's a big decision because it's only the northeastern states jammu and kashmir himachal and uttarakhand which is the you know which are the only states there yeah. right now but i think there is a legitimate demand from bihar that they need uh, to address their question of uh, having lag behind the rest of the country and what was just said is true that it will take many years if we go at the same rate now there is a demand from the government of bihar for a 20000 crore package in the 12th five year plan right. what we this already is under this uh, the national backward region the fund brgf the backward region grant fund right and over which last in the same period for the in the last plan you were telling me they got something like Eight to nine thousand crores. Right, that's right. Now so, they're asking for double that, twenty thousand crores. So what we are trying to do is work out a plan. way in which we can address this demand, which we believe has a lot of uh, legitimacy to it, and you can we, give them the twenty thousand crores. See, I'll tell you how it can work out. Uh, there is there are two components broadly to the BRGF. One is called the state component, which is really the large infrastructure projects which go across districts. Right. So that's called a state component, and we are proposing. Uh, the planning commission has suggested a twelve thousand crore package uh, for Bihar through the state component. Then there is the district and what I was calling the sub-district component. We can give them the balance eight thousand in that. I think it's quite possible. We have a forty-five thousand crore allocation in the twelfth plan for the right. district component. Pavan Verma, there you go. Um, you <laughs> is there? I, I'm, I'm not seeing a smile on your face, but essentially, I'm, I'm at least as far as this 
other route has been found till such time as you get special status you are getting 20000 crores <coughs> no i'm happy i'm grateful to the planning commission if it's planning to give more funds to bihar but let me just say and i'm sure mayor will agree with me that this cannot be a substitute for the special category demand which principally deals with two things which is that central funds come in at more concessional terms and secondly that there are tax concessions which catalyze private investment bihar has done exceptionally well in areas out which it can through good governance paddy cultivation has grown by 55% in the last 2 years but it's a state which needs investment to move ahead in industry manufacturing and thereby create employment but uh, therefore you bihar know, can today at 9% of the population contribute 9% to the gdp you and you have a mechanism I, to help such a state you know It's what has happened though, asking the state a, central government to invent it you know but you know what has happened to special category states their experience of the past so many years of having had this particular benefit where do they stand today and i believe that the government actually conducted a survey and found well, that most of them most of them have not largely benefited from special category it's more to do with governance some of those states like mizoram I, has a debt of 66% they could have done better manipur and jammu and kashmir yeah. have about 50% himachal pradesh has 44% why why did businesses not take off in these states because companies that operated in these tax free areas overstated their values they hired people from other states many businesses struggled for want of infrastructure local administrations were too convoluted so these are endemic problems of governance But can I can I respond to special I'll just respond in just a second but I want to come to Farooqi sir Farooqi sir the other uh, argument here is that if you grant this kind of special status to now a state like Bihar then tomorrow UP may also say why not us do you do you accept this argument that a state no. like Bihar needs special status and is that going to lead to uh, a counter demand from no, a state like yours because on several parameters you are actually performing even worse than bihar as far as uh, we we are not in competition with uh, bihar that uh, you are giving this so you give to us also we are double than bihar we are we have got the largest number of the educationally backward blocks we have got the largest number of the population wherein infrastructure is still to be required right. we have got the uh, lot of uh, health infrastructure to be provided road infrastructure power Hmm. all these sectors need huge investment we have seen over a period of time yes. that up has gone down in as far as the power generation is concerned it's all total plants and machineries etc have gone stale and they they are not working so, so all you all thing for backward states by, by no, the same logic you so can also ask no no what i'm trying to tell you we as far as backward state is concerned that's a def different issue we have been demanding all this thing in a, in a very purely accounting manner hmm. that these are the areas wherein we need the money and we have given the complete presentation our only anguish is that the government is not considering all those kind of things we and we are not this is not for the first time that we are saying it we right from the day one yes. when our chief minister took over But we have been just, making are, are, are you just making excuses for the lack of governance in up okay. i strongly object to what you are saying about the lack of governance what do you mean by lack of governance by lack of governance i mean not listen listen to me sir i mean are we not, uh, have we not uh, are we not doing anything on the power are we not doing on the education are we not doing anything on the infrastructure uh, have we not provided each and of every the, each and the, every block we have provided the kind of health facility 100 worst performing districts of malnutrition in the country 40 are in uttar pradesh the infant mortality rate in uttar pradesh is the lowest in india i can go on 
I yeah, can you go can on. you can go on. Yes, absolutely right. But so, to, uh, how much comes to our debit? We are not the one. We are trying to uh, uh, to do the correction. This is the, we are, we got a state. Is that a, a, a fair state. point, Sankarshan? That this is only about lack of funds, not about lack of governance in a state like UP. No, no. You know, it has to be a mix of both things. I mean. Uh, I think it can't be anyone's case that governance has seriously suffered since the Samajwadi Party came into power uh, after, after that, that, that great victory they had. Uh, uh, and I don't think that's an issue of debate, that, that governance has really suffered under Chief Minister Akhilesh Yadav, uh, despite all the promises he made and all the new age uh, no, surely, hope that just, was raised. The, the, the point not was... Just Akhilesh, it's not that the Mullah, that the Samajwadi for the first time. Far Sorry? I'm saying it's, we're not just talking only about the past year or so of Akhilesh. The Samajwadi Party has had several stints in power in Uttar Pradesh. So I'm just talking in a wider sense. No, again, Srinivasan, Bihar, UP, they have not been traditionally what you would call well-governed states, whatever the shade of politics or ideology that was in power. So, so that's a given. That's a no-brainer. But, but I think I think what you have seen in Bihar over the past ten years um, is a government that has determined to uh, change things around and I think I think the the planning commission is a, 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 um, among other bodies I, I think because they are so nodal I, I think they are uh, to a large degree convinced of the of the changes that have happened and yes. of, of, of governance having returned um, of, of, of things having been done that 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 had become absolutely unimaginable in Bihar so there is there is a tactile turnaround in Bihar yes. that is for everyone to notice uh, and I think what, what Nitish Kumar is, is now demanding is to be uh, one to be rewarded for the kind of work that he has done uh, and, and, and that uh, as an aid to Bihar uh, going moving to the next step and two also historically yes. a correction for the, the, the injustices that have da been done to Bihar, the, the old united Bihar with Jharkhand, with all but its again, mineral resources, etc. Yes. I, I think there are two aspects. I just wanted to say one thing, that the, the backward regions grant scheme, whatever happens there, is no substitute for the demand for a special status, which, which brings into account um, a whole lot of uh, issues of private investment, uh, tax concessions and and, and blah Again, blah blah. So I don't think we should confuse these backward region grants no. with the uh, with the demand for us. No, no, no. At least I'm not state. confusing the two. In fact, I cited the instances of the other special category states to indicate that perhaps just having special category may on its journey. own not be enough. But Sanjay, I want to come to you because you are seeing what's happening here. That if already now we've heard from the planning commission that they have managed to accommodate this additional <coughs> demand of 20,000 crores for Bihar, are you now going to just find yourself confronted with increasingly more and more such demands from potential allies as you try to hold together this rather fragile coalition? <coughs> Basu, I think, uh, you know, grants and, uh, and all these special economic status is given on certain rational economic foundations. I mean, I agree with what Sankarshan said about Bihar, and I'm probably biased because I come from the state. So but even I. if you look at the GDP growth of Bihar that everybody <laughs> talks about, uh, let's not we ignore have a the fact that it's on a very low base. On show. <laughs> yeah, it's on a very low base that it started from. So, you know, end of day, if you look at the per capita income, 
uh, you know, far below the national average. And there are other indicators. You know, when, when you look at the old uh, established criteria of identifying which state should be... No, know, no, but hold on, hold on. I, I'm making a slightly different point here. I, I'm it, not on the point no, necessarily no. Of, of Bihar and whether it uh, deserves special right. status or not. That's a slightly different debate. I'm asking you right. that here you've got Kamal Farooqi saying that you are not... Because they, they're also seeing what is happening. They're seeing this, this contest contestation for funds and that's completely a part of a legitimate democratic process but obviously it also has intense political overtones in the current context and here they are watching no, Basu, Basu let me tell you watching these no, no, demands of Bihar being met and he's saying Pradesh. that they asked for 90,000 crores they only got half of that Basu I need to come in here yes. well, let me tell you unfortunately Sanjay would uh, sort of unfortunately central loans is not in a supermarket that the no, government can just Sanjay if I can if I can okay, Sanjay, uh, uh, sorry please come in yeah no what I wanted to say is that you know this political blame game or who's responsible for the backwardness of UP etc is really off the point right now we are really trying to address the question of why backwardness persists in certain regions of the country and what I have been trying to say is that the 12th five year plan is articulating a very new vision that there are Which pockets is governance of the country. Focused. It's also governance focused because we are trying to also break down governance. It is a large G word. What does it mean? What are the capacities that need to be built? What is the kind of participatory structures which strengthen democracy at the grassroots, which actually lead to delivery of uh, government programs? I think that is where there has been But weakness. doesn't that also then all absolve and political let me, culpability? Let me just, no, but see, it doesn't. Because the fact is that you need to have the commitment to be strengthening that. And that is what we are seeing in certain regions of the country I, where I, you I find that I can't that disagree happening. with you there when you say that governance obviously has a micro dimension. But there are reasons why a state like Bihar has moved ahead. So what I am saying is we need to strengthen those processes. In the, our analysis of where this has happened in the country, right. we are trying to analyze those best practices and the BRGF is going to make its grants conditional upon those kinds of reforms being initiated by the states. So but we are incentivizing the reforms okay, but which will be required to overcome still answer, That doesn't still answer his initial grievance that they asked for this yeah. huge yeah. amount of money but they didn't no, get no. all of it. No, no, but that's what I'm trying to answer. Yeah. That that will be dependent on a whole package of reforms which I am sure the states are very willing to do. I'm not questioning that at all. What I'm saying is let that happen. Let us facilitate that. <coughs> Let us give support in terms of funds for making those changes happen, okay. and then the rest of the money will follow. It's a very so important uh, point which he has been making. Right? Can add no, 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 please, please, just one second. Just one second. Go ahead. Okay. He's saying make reforms, and you'll get the money. No, sir. Right from the beginning, he is talking about absorption, absorption, absorption. Wherein you are trying to put, bring in the governance, governance, governance. The two no, are no, closely no, connected. No, no, they are, they, the two are closely no, no, connected. But, but He's the, saying you implement the, the reforms, listen, planning we'll give you the listen, money. He just said please, that. Planning, com planning commission. Right? No, no, planning commission is not a political uh, group. Planning commission is taking up the entire country. And it, is a, it is taking not from the governance point of that much where it is talking about the absorption. Whether the state has got the capacity to absorb whatever funds there and whether the state would be in a position to utilize it properly or not. No, that is what the concern of the planning commission is. No, no, the two things are not delinked at all. Absorption means I give you 10,000 crores. Right. Are you able to spend it That's effectively? It. That's not actually are you absorption. able to utilize it to yes. transform the lives of the people yes. or not? So therefore, it's, it's closely linked. Sanjay, go ahead. You had a point. Yeah, you know, Vasu, my point was very simple. I mean, I have a lot of respect for Faruqi Saab. I was in Uttar Pradesh a week to 10 days ago. And uh, although his chief minister or sorry, his, uh, his big leader of the party has called us thugs, 
But if you have to see Gunda Raj, you got to see that in Uttar Pradesh. But so governance is a challenge. You can't really ignore that. But the second pertinent aspect is what Mihir was talking about: is the final last mile of delivery. If you look at some of the most popular central schemes today, most of the states have floundered in getting it down to the common man in the different states. You know, either they have seen that the central government yes. or the main UPA may And benefit because so it is Narega, or because they have. If you look at the corruption that happened during Mayawati's government in the National Rural Health Mission, now these are responsibilities of the state. And I will tell you, I know of certain friends of mine who used to work earlier with Nabard, yes. who told me that many of the states deliberately did not spend the allocations because they wanted to perpetuate backwardness because it suited their vote bank politics because it was well, easy to obfuscate the issue you know, and then blame the government. <laughs> so there then are some challenges. Then we are going to get into an entirely different debate. We are going to get into an entirely different debate. If you look, if you are going to start looking at. At श्रीनिवासिप You know those states which have got it, their performance could be better. That's an independent judgment. But today their per capita income is four times that of Bihar. Even Assam is twice that of Bihar. Now there is no is reason that, is that necessarily because of special category status. Performative action that no, you can correlate it. And let me also say that their performance could have been better, but there is no reason to believe that Bihar, with its track record of good performance, will not use this particular assistance to maximum potential. Therefore, for a state which constitutes nine percent of India's population, yes. I believe the time has come to look at India as an integral whole and to allow states which can contribute. To its growth story, to come into the mainstream of Indian prosperity. Well, you know, some would say that you already have a kind of a form of special status. I have a figure here which says that you get almost 11 percent of uh, tax distributed to the states by the centre. And if you get into special category, the 11 special you know, category you states, totally only get 20 percent of all federal transfers. You are already getting 11 percent. Bihar has 100. Shrinivasan, Bihar has 110 million people. So what it gets, but let me give you the correct facts: 2.67 percent of central assistance and 1.9 percent of central enterprise assistance. This is a state which constitutes close to 10 percent of the country's population. What happens if you don't correct is that the more developed states keep getting more money. Money gravitates to the more developed. And those who are less developed get left out, and we need to correct this. And Bihar has argued its case cogently. It's not right. about ally or non-ally. Okay. It's not about politics. Okay. <laughs> it is about politics. Inevitably, well, this discussion was largely not about politics, but it inevitably also is about politics. But thank you very much indeed, all of you, for joining us. At least one key takeaway from this, at least for you, uh, Pawan, is that the twenty thousand crores is on its way. <laughs> I I don't know uh, you know whether more is to follow or what uh, UP's I uh, can only say on behalf of the Bihar government thank you to that would be but, but it's not a substitute for special category all right well that's <laughs> that's clearly not at least in the hands of the planning commission so thank you all very much indeed for joining us it's been a fascinating debate moving on now to another one of our major political stories it's now clear that the BJP's pre Lok Sabha election makeover 
is almost final. Narendra Modi will be included in its highest decision-making body, its parliamentary board, putting an end to questions over whether other high-performing chief ministers will be part of the board. It's now clear that only Modi will be the only CM on this body. Also believe that Varun Gandhi will be elevated to General Secretary of the BJP. The BJP will unveil the team that will plot and lead the party's campaign for 2014 sometime between the 30th March and 2nd April. It will send the first most decisive signal that Narendra Modi is being dressed as the face of the BJP for the crucial elections. Top sources in the BJP have confirmed that Narendra Modi will be the lone chief minister on the BJP's parliamentary board. Sign that the debate over who after Atal and Advani is almost over. The Sangh feels Modi can lead the campaign for 2014, but a final decision is likely closer to the elections. Modi joins the BJP's top decision-making body, which has just 11 members. The Congress recently elevated Rahul Gandhi to party vice president, and the BJP is preparing to elevate the Gandhi in its ranks. Varun Gandhi may be inducted as General Secretary. With the Sangh Parivar pushing the BJP towards a Hindutva agenda, Uma Bharti may find a place in Team Rajnath, though apprehensions about her mercurial style of politics persist. Active consultations are still on and a final list may be ready by the 30th, but sources say Rajnath Singh has planned a large team-building exercise with active RSS participation. It includes induction of fresh third-generation leaders and retaining Nitin Gadkari's team members. Yashwan Sinha may get a senior post, but his tirade that led to Nitin Gadkari's exit may still be a factor. Others likely to be inducted, shuffled or shifted are Modi's confidant Amit Shah, Rajasthan leader Om Mathur, Ravi Shankar Prashad, who is now BJP's deputy leader in Rajya Sabha, Shanta Kumar, who is right now vice president, Narendra Tomar, a general secretary, and Murli Rao, who may get elevated. The BJP president Rajnath Singh has his task cut out. He has to create a balance between the commandments from the RSS, hints from senior leaders. He has to drop all team members who have not succeeded, also retain those who have done well. He has to induct fresh faces. He has to keep infighting down, morale up. Corruption has failed as a game changer. He now has to find a winning formula. After carrying out this huge exercise, Rajnath Singh will find that the one question when Narendra Modi will step out to turn the face of the party for 2014 will remain unanswered. In Delhi, Rahul Srivastava for NDTV. And now for an NDTV exclusive from the ground zero of drought hit Maharashtra. Villagers in Sharad Pawar's constituency in Sholapur district are facing a severe water shortage. Not because there isn't any water, but they say because the water is being diverted, even stolen by sugar factories run by powerful politicians, many of whom are Mr. Pawar's own party men. The drought-hit village of Ropala in Sholapur district, the epicenter of Maharashtra's drought, just a few miles away from one of Maharashtra's biggest dam, the Ujni Dam. Who would dare divert water from them? 
After all, Ropala village falls in Sharad Pawar's constituency. But the villagers allege the main culprits of water diversion could be Pawar's own party men. Just a few kilometers away is the Vithal Rao Sugar Factory, run by four-time MLA and local NCP strongman Baban Rao Shinde. Walk into the bustling Vithal Rao Shinde Sugar Factory and it's hard to believe that we're in ground zero of a region facing acute agricultural crisis. A sugar industry uh, uh, rule of thumb needs at least one lakh liters of water per day. This despite the chief minister's diktat that water will only be used for drinking, not crushing sugar. Our factory comes down the bottom. Some factories come down the bottom. Some factories take It's the same story at the nearby Adinath sugar factory run by NCP MLA Shamal Bagal. Uzni Even if water is officially denied them, local activists allege the sugar barons break rules. Here are images filmed recently of water being pumped from the Sina River, a tributary of Ujni, by Indreshwar Sugar Factory run by Cooperative Minister Harshwardhan Patil. Water that was released only for drinking purposes for villages. It is a false allegation and no water is taken from, from that dam and it, they have their own water and we don't take water from them and we have not used the water. From the same river on the opposite bank, Water being pumped out of a factory run by NCP MLA Baban Rao Shinde's brother. Little wonder that the NCP Supremo's concerns on drought evoke responses like these. With Nihamasi and camera person Sanjay Mandal, Srinivasan Jain in Maharashtra for NDTV.